We know who punched their WrestleMania payder. We know who is the Universal Champion. We know who the United States Champion is. And we're going to sit down and discuss this in a bit more detail on the Hitting the Turnbuckle channel with me, Adam Cousins, my colleague, Dave Robinson, and our special guest down below. It's the hat trick of appearances now. Uh, I don't know. Does he get a hat, Dave, or what? Oh, we can sort some of those, I think, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to sort something out. It is former professional dance player. And you've been away, I think, as well, even playing. Matt, have you been pl you've been playing darts? I'm still here now. I'm in Romania in hotel room, which is why I'm sort of like looking down here because I've got me camera set or anything, so I'm doing it on my phone. But yeah, I'm still in the hotel in Romania. I'm going to be here for another day or so yet and then uh, get back. And then busy as always, always somewhere doing something. Indeed, indeed. But if, there you go. Credit to him in Romania coming on the channel to talk wrestling. Um, we do have to talk about an elephant in the room uh, before we get into the Royal Rumble. Um. News that come out, uh, I think it was Thursday, uh, Vincent Mann's uh, sexual allegations. Uh, Dave, you, when I said to you at first thing, you said I, something along the lines of nothing that surprises me when you hear about stuff with Vince. But I mean, if you've read the actual 62 page document, I'm sad enough to have done so. Um, I, I don't know, Dave, I'm lost for words on it. The only thing that surprises me is that it's been uh, kept a secret for so long that nobody's come out previously and and talked about it or outed him. Um, you know, some of those, they are allegations at this point, but I yeah. think there's a fair bit of evidence there to support it. So, um, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but he hasn't got a great track record, has he? No. So, um, <laughs> yeah, horrible situation. Whether, that, whether it will lead now to more people coming out and having the confidence to tell their stories, and feel like that it's the time to to kind of get everything out in the open. Wouldn't surprise me at all if those list of charges and allegations grow in the next weeks and months. It could do. I mean, Matt, Dave is right here that there could be a domino effect that starts. Now, he has resigned since from TKO and WWE, which is absolutely no surprise whatsoever. They did initially lose the Slim Jim sponsorship that come back. I mean, this was on the week that they, off, that they announced a big Netflix deal. But as Dave said there, this could open up a massive door here. I'm not really read too much. I'm not like I haven't read the 62 page document yet. I, I've not even read the reason in front of it. I've just literally seen the headlines for it. So, um, in regards to it, I don't know too much about it, but <laughs> I do know that these things have that habit of snowballing, don't they? Like you say, when, when something starts, it normally sets the ball rolling, and there's always other bits that sort of get unearthed. But yeah, I, I don't know too much about the case. I, I know somehow Lesnar was involved somehow, yep. uh, but that's about all. I don't even know what his involvement has been as yet, because like I say, I'm away at the minute. So yeah, I'm quite yes. boring on that topic. So okay, um, just to put it into pro uh, to well, to put it into some sort of detail, he uh, sexually groomed an employee. He defaced her whilst having, uh, let's just say, sexual contact, shall we say, according to the, the affidavit that came out, the documentation. There was texted in there. He paid her off with a load of different kind of rewards and such. That's why, and then partly what you're saying is true. Trying to renegotiate with Brock Lesnar, he asked this woman to, well, he got some pictures and stuff of this woman, sent it to Brock, was going to set up a, a, a meeting to shall we say, with, with Brock and this uh, uh, employee who we're not naming. I mean, the name is out there, but it's not, it's, you know, we're not going to do that. Um, and it only prevented, it was a snowstorm that prevented the shitstorm, so to speak, in, in a sense, in a lot of ways. That's the gist. 
John Laurinaitis is heavily involved with John Laurinaitis. Yes, he's involved um, as well. Apparently, the the accusations are, are basically sex trafficking. Hmm. Um, you know, using her um, to wager deals with wrestlers and, and and contracts. You know, she was part of it. She was offered to wrestlers essentially, um, alongside the sexual relationship with him and and John Laurinaitis with Vince and John Laurinaitis. So. Yeah, they're quite serious accusations and, and things that have happened. Um, yeah, I, I don't I, I just I just struggle to understand that they can't be the only people. There's got to be a lot of people that knew about this. I know there was non-disclosures, and I think the fact that they didn't pay the full amount of the non-disclosure that was agreed is why it's all come to light. They'd agreed three million quid or three million dollars. Uh, she was paid $1 million and they stopped paying after that, which is why she's decided um, to take it further and they've broken the terms of the non-disclosure. So, yeah, that's why it's all come out now. Yes, there you go. So that is it. And I'm going to say this, and, and I know, Dave, we have to be careful because we have certain eyes on, on the show uh, watching us now and we'll, we'll get into that a bit more later. But I'm going to say, and I never thought I'd say this because he was one of my heroes, but shame on you, Triple H, for when you was answered the question yesterday, you absolutely, and no disrespect when I say this, Dave, done a Tony Khan and just talked about everything else but the question that you was asked when you could have put it to bed. And big praise to the American nightmare, Cody Rose, for actually having the balls to answer the question that he was given. So what it does prove is that these Royal Rumble press conferences is that they're not vetted before the questions are asked. But... You had an opportunity, maybe, and maybe he couldn't for legal reasons, but when he was asked a question, all he was concerned about was the Netflix deal and the uh, Royal Rumble's attendance record. Yeah, I thought it was it was quite disappointing from Triple H. Uh, just the way he handled it. Um, as you say, he could have come out and said, look, I know that these uh, this story, or not story, these accusations and this issue is ongoing. Um, I, I can touch on it, but I can't really go into too much detail because um, from a legal standpoint, you can't say a lot. Um, you know, he could have even issued some form of an apology. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's Triple H's place to it, but perhaps a prepared statement in regards to it because he was always going to get asked about it by the journalists. They've got an obligation to. WWE is a public company, a public trading company, you know, so there is a responsibility there in terms of conduct. Um, so to kind of brush it off and just try and talk about the positives and the rock and the Netflix deal, I thought that was a bit disappointing, really. Yeah. Uh, that's not the only pipe bomb I'm going to drop on this show, everyone. So just pray, brace yourselves, because if Dave knows something, when I do drop a pipe bomb, it tends to be fairly, uh, well, shall we say... Uh, oh, you go, mate. You go. When you go, you go. Yeah, exactly. You you, you had it this week on AEW. Well, you didn't drop pipe bombs as such, but you you, you weren't I'm happy. Grumpy on, are you? Yeah, you were grumpy indeed. Anyway, let's forget about that. Let's start the Royal Rumble itself. Uh, Matt, it started with the Women's Royal Rumble. There was surprises. We saw returns. Naomi, Jay Cargill return, uh, started the main roster journey. We saw TNA Knockouts champion Jordan Grace. Um, in what, in my view, was the best match of the night, the best uh, Women's Royal Rumble uh, has ever happened. Bailey took home the, the uh, well, took the WrestleMania payder. But Matt, that was a really good way to kick off the show. Plenty of surprises, plenty of fun, and, and just a really good Royal Rumble. All those bits you put in there, and, and you never mentioned our truth at 24. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he keeps... It's almost like he's just been given a bit of free reign. They've gone, do you know what? We trust you. You go do what you want to do. And he's absolutely nailing it time after time. I don't really like the whole 
comedy wrestling side yeah. of things. But he's nailing it. He's, he's, you're actually doing it in a way that when you watch it, you can't not smile. I'm smiling talking about it. So it, it just adds so much extra to it, it's just another dimension. So yeah, absolutely love that bit. Um, uh, dare I say that's <laughs> that moment of that match? Can I get away with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let you off. We'll let you off. But Dave, Dave Cargill, <laughs> debut. Um, obviously, didn't look out of place. Didn't look as if there was any, you know, there was no thing. She tossed Nia Jax around like a cruiserweight, albeit the first time. The second time, there's a little bit of an issue getting her up. But I haven't seen anyone easily pick up Nia Jax as easy as uh, Jade Cargill did. No, I thought I thought it was star making. You know, I think they booked a really strong. I think they did a real good job with Jordan Gross as well, or Jordan yes. Gross from uh, TNA, the the current mm. knockout champion. Yeah. Um, the elimination as well of her it was substantial. You know, she yes. was with um, Bianca Belair's finish on the apron. Yes. You know, looked really really good as well. That elimination, it was really good. I bet um, that sucked as well to take. That must have hurt. Yeah. Honestly. Hardest part That's of the a ring. very hard part of the ring, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I thought Jade looked fantastic. As we'd said, you know, we spoke about it a few years ago that she would be an absolute superstar in the WWE. She looks like a superhero. Um, and, yeah, the crowd went crazy for her. The crowd really reacted well for, for um, the artist formerly known as Trinity. Uh, she's Naomi yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, she was in Florida as well, where she's from. Um, so yeah, she went down a storm and, and, and she put in a real great performance as well. You know, she was in the ring for about an hour. So a nice little reintroduction to the company for her. Um, I thought it was a pretty good rumble. There's a few sloppy moments, there's a few spots that didn't quite work. Yeah. Um there's a few moments that in, involve Maxine, which I think they're just trying, you know, overcomplicate it with Maxine. She's not she's not an experienced veteran she's not like a becky lynch or a bailey or, or, or someone like that so they're not helping her you know getting her to do head scissors and stuff i would say suggest keeping it simple um there's some good stuff with chelsea green though i thought that was funny as well um but overall i thought it was a, a good rumble and i was glad that bailey got her moment because of the other four horse women uh, i think i don't think bailey at, at times she's had tag matches and she's had matches on wrestlemania but at times, she hasn't really been the focal point. No. Um, and I think I think she deserves it. She certainly does. Uh, yeah, big mention to Jordan Grace. Didn't look out of place. And I don't want to upset anyone at TNA here when I say this. But if that uh, performance doesn't get her a WWE contract sometime in the future, I don't know what will. Um, and well, I, does she have it already? Because well, been saying to you on private message, yeah. I think they're in bed together. <laughs> There's going to be more crossovers and more TNA involvement. Like they're the on the same streaming platform. Okay. So they're both on uh, Endeavor. I think TNA are doing something with Endeavor. WWE, obviously, owned by Endeavor. So there is that crossover there. And as Matt has said, we've been talking on direct message about potential crossovers with TNA and, and maybe WWE have some involvement. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I don't think it's the last we may see, but... In general, though, she just performed so well uh, and to get her moment. But the question now, be it, Matt, which I think I know the answer to, and, and Dave, you may know as well, where does Bailey go from here? WrestleMania. Well, of course, <laughs> as as you will yeah. as well. 
Um, That's that one dealt with, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, next. Uh, now, I, in terms of championship, <laughs> we fully expect her to uh, go against EO Sky. We expect the damage control kind of explosion or kick out of Bailey to happen as we lead into WrestleMania. But is uh, Bailey and EO Sky is that a WrestleMania match that you're going to be there for two nights? Is that a match that you're looking forward to seeing? If it's built right. Hmm. If it's built right, you've got to have the right story. It can't just be for the sake of it. And I think there's a good story that can be told there. And there's so many dynamics to that, isn't there? And that you can get a real deep storytelling. And that's something I'm really looking forward to about this year's WrestleMania action. Because every single match that's sort of been rumoured or sort of picked together, that's where you go, actually, there's a lot of deep storytelling. There's a lot of meaning behind these matches. To the point where when we're talking about someone like The Rock, it's like, where does he actually fit in? Because the storytelling now and the, the opportunities, uh, Triple H said uh, that WWE's never been in a better position now since the Attitude Era. Yes, And I've, I've got to agree, because the talent has never been so deep. And sort of the opportunities now, and like... There's so many directions you could go with it. But, yeah, I think you've pretty much banged on there with it. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I'll tell you where The Rock goes from here. Apparently, host of WrestleMania. Mm. Okay. Where The Rock is going to be. Uh, the Rock and Roman is not scheduled this WrestleMania. It's scheduled this year, but not WrestleMania, uh, which kind of alludes to whether or not he will, Cody will finish the story. But that's another rant for a bit later. Yeah, I think... Um... I think that match, Rock and Roman, will be SummerSlam. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, not getting too ahead of ourselves, um, but I think The Rock will be involved with the finish of the match or the finish of the Roman match at Mania. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll probably discuss that a little bit more after talking about the winner of the Men's Rumble. Yeah, we will do that. Um, next was the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, it was quite surprisingly placed, but, you know, I suppose unless it was main event and you would kind of have it at maybe that point. I don't know. Positional place on the card was interesting. There was only four matches on the show. Uh, it was Roman. It was LA Knight. It was AJ Styles. It was Randy Orton. Rant two incoming. I am fucking sick and tired of Solo Sokoa in the same position of the match every single time getting involved. Now, I know it's a story and I know it's not him. It's the way it's booked. Um, but they've I can't, for me now, Roman Reigns' reign is just in, in, it's not even working for me anymore now. Because if he wins matches clean, fair, I get it. That's great. And that's how he was built initially. Now he can't take a piss without Solo holding his dick. Yeah, but this is something that's been going on for so long now with Solo. <laughs> I mean, probably since uh, Clash at the Castle, wasn't it? I mean, Near enough. It's going back that long, so... I think it's actually a, a very deliberate thing to frustrate the hell out of us. It's working. Um, which will hopefully make the moment at WrestleMania. We were expecting, perhaps expecting it last year, surely going to get it this year. Uh, I think it might make it even better. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. It is a bit of a farce now. And as you say, it's, a, it's the same formula, um, but it's been going on for so long. And, and I fully expected it as well. Certainly with the Fatal 4-Way, rules being out the window as well. Yeah. Um, it, it was never going to be like clean, if you like. So, yeah, I didn't have such as a, such an issue with it. I suppose the only the only negative is that it was very predictable. Yeah, you know, I, I like the fact that those guys were competing for the title, but there was no way in the world that Roman was going to drop the title. So, I'm not really sure 
a better way around that or, or a way of doing it. But um, mm. yeah, just the way that they've positioned it, you know, if Roman's going to lose the title, it's going to be at WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, difficult one, but I do understand your frustrations. What did you think of it, Matt? Well, I think you might have just hit two nails on the head, really. One, in the fact that he's pissing you off. And two, in the fact that Rock might be in the building hosting the show and may get involved in the finish. And yeah. it, there's your family line story, which leads you to your, your whole head of the table battle. So maybe it's a, a thing that he's going to cancel out that solo factor when it comes to WrestleMania. And yeah. it, it's building you up to be annoyed. It, it, it might be that you're reacting exactly how they want you to. Yeah. So if it is, then it's perfect storytelling once again, which again, wouldn't surprise me at the moment because they're getting so much right. Yeah, they are. They're doing a lot right. I just, I thought the match was great, by the way. I love the match. I thought, apart from that bit alone, it hit everything it needed to hit. I mean, the RKO when he was trying to do the Superman punch was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Picture perfect RKO. Um, Orson's awesome. been really good since he's come back, hasn't he? You know, there were, yeah. there were question marks over him physically and, and if he could perform at the high level still and a lot of back issues, he, he had a lengthy layoff. Um, but he's come back and he's looked really, really good for me. It's yeah, Matt, you've mentioned this, you, know, you mentioned the depth of roster. I mean, going into WrestleMania now, you've got to say, right, well, where does Orton fit into this? Where does AJ Styles fit into this? Where does LA Knight fit into this? And they're probably going to do some big battle royal, but you can't expect those guys to be in like a, an Andre Giant battle royal, can you? No. Well, it just shows again, like what we can actually do, uh, certainly storyline wise, anyway. Um, I personally like to see Orton the Orton Cena battle, because Cena's not got long left, has he? And okay. I, I'd like to see Cena, Hall of Fame, and then retirement match if he loses, which ultimately he would. And Orton's the perfect fit. But then I saw an interview with Cena where he said he might have three years left where he can keep coming back into it again. And it's like... Yeah. He did that say... Kind of ruins that um, dream. <laughs> yeah, he did say that he... He wanted to, he's 47 and he's planning on having it all done by 50. And Dave, he did mention that the arena he would like to retire in is the O2 arena. In La now, whether or not he was being interviewed from an English presser, so whether or not that was just yeah. you know, doing that. But I mean, Matt is right here. I mean, where do we go with these guys? The, the roster is so deep. I mean, do they, I mean, I think Money in the Bank's a pay-per-view this year, so you can rule that out as well. I mean, you've even got the things like Judgment Day, Priest, Bala, Money in the Bank briefcase who hasn't been cashed in yet. There's so much. I mean, they're going to need three nights. Yeah, I mean, not just that. Just the, those are all the, the the obvious ones to some degree. But they've done such a good job of booking their women's division. Mm. I think this year they're going to have three singles women's matches, which which I don't think they've done before. I know they've had tag matches and and you know mixed mixed teams and stuff. Um, but I think they'll have the two championship matches, and it wouldn't surprise me if we got something like a Jade Cargill versus back by. Bianca Belair, because their exchange is very good in the Rumble. Mm. So I think they're doing such a good job telling stories and building characters um, that they've created themselves a massive problem, which is great for us as fans. Um, but you do you do look at it and think some some of those wrestlers, some of those top stars, they're not gonna they're gonna be missing out. You got the likes of Lashley as well, and you know there's so many. You could keep we could keep reeling them off for the next half an hour. Um, they're not all gonna get on the show. Um, so, yeah, interesting, you know, a great place to be. Um, another big show coming up prior to WrestleMania in Australia. Um, and I'm sure there'll be, you know, implications there for Mania as well. So, hopefully Seth's back by Mania as well. Well, that's we need some star power against Gunther as well, don't you? That's the thing. 
So mm-hmm. maybe we see a fatal four way on on that to replace what ultimately looked like it was going to be Lesnar, didn't it originally? Yeah. But I think um, he, he needs uh, someone with some star power. So maybe you're chucking a fatal four way in there before for yeah. Gunther. You could Probably, yeah, I think we speculated that Lesnar and Gunther could be going one on one. That's out of your question now. Yeah, well, he he, he was rumored that he was he was meant to be at the Rumble and Bron Breaker took his spot. Mm-hmm. That's what I've read today. So it yeah. looks like Lesnar's going to be whether he'll be back for Mania or not. I suppose it depends what happens with his um, with these allegations. Yeah, I mean, there's enough time for Lesnar to come back. I mean, they have a big six weeks from Elimination Chamber to rest, and that's the six weeks I generally don't like it, it on TV because it's a lot of filler in that time and they have to do certain things to you know there'll obviously be the stories in the background but it'll yeah. always be leading up to one thing which is wrestlemania and obviously then you've got a kind of nice deflection to where we're going now we've got to look at the u.s title picture um logan paul uh against kevin owens um yeah he was it was okay uh, logan paul's a star in the ring i don't like the guy personally but you know i think you know he's a star he does it well he takes it seriously which is good but dave another one for me where We've seen this. We've seen the finish before in using a different way. Normally, they give the brass knucks to Paul. He hits the rest. He hits whoever he's fighting, and it, it's one, two, three. This time, he nicely put it, kind of like an Eddie Guerrero esque finish. Yeah, I, I don't generally like DQ finishes. No, that can be really frustrating, particularly at pay per views or premium live events. But I've got to admit, I thought this one worked really well. Um, I thought the the production of it as well, and the camera shot when the ref plucked that the brass knucks were on Kevin Owens' hand. Mm. Um, I thought that was really, really well done. And obviously, Owens, for you kind of totally understood why he did it, but he shouldn't have done it. And yeah. I think that you saw that frustration with yourself afterwards. So, yeah, I, did, I didn't I did mind this. I thought they worked pretty pretty well together. I think perhaps Logan Paul drops the title at Mania to LA Knight. I think that would be the direction they go. They've already set something up previously, haven't they? Um, mm. Between those two. Um, but again, that begs the question then, what, what happens with Kevin Owens? What happens with him at, uh, going into Manny? Because he surely deserves to be on the card. Um, yeah, a lot of questions, but I didn't mind this finish, which if you'd have told me there was going to be four matches and one ended up in a DQ, I, I would say, yeah, I'd, I'd question that a little bit, but I thought it actually worked well. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, every time I see Logan Paul, I'm always sat there going, oh, he, he surprises me, he surprises me. And he, I've got to that point now where I've just got to accept that he's bloody good. Yeah. You know? And you've just got to start just assuming he's just a wrestler like everybody else now. Um, I, I do agree, though. I think it's set up for LA Knight. And I, I think putting the belt on Logan was a stroke of genius for yeah. everything else that he's done with that belt. And I, I think he puts a lot of eyes on it. You know, it's a belt that's sort of gone kind of irrelevant for quite a little bit of time. Yeah. And it, it sort of got relevancy back again because ultimately everyone wants him to lose the belt. So yeah. by people wanting him to not have the belt, it's made people care about the belt. So it stroke a genius on all parts. And but yeah, I do think that'll be LA Knight's moment, and that'll probably be, I dare say, it's probably the biggest title he's going to have. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, they haven't ruled out. They've still been talking about Logan Paul Cena as well. So maybe we could throw Cena into that. If he's not with Randy Orton, we don't. Obviously, that's something that we don't know. But it's another match to add on to a two-night card that seemed to be going to be like one of yours, Dave, when you booked the uh, AEW WWE uh, fantasy booking that we did. You had like yeah. 17 matches that you had to wield down to eight. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let alone a third night. They could probably put on a week. If the rest of my don't, don't. don't. Because... Time off. Matt will have to increase his time off and pay a lot more money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's already about a week-long event, isn't it, with all the fame and the yeah. roar and Yeah, NXT, yeah. SmackDown, and, and all of that stuff that you've got to look forward to as well to go. Me and Dave have obviously done that, apart from NXT. We haven't done the standard deliver. I think what they'll they'll probably do is is they'll set up a really good smackdown, you know, in the in the lead up to it on the Friday night before and a really strong raw after that. They're not going to be able to get everything on the, the two night card. No. So it's going to be certain stars mm. are just there prior and, and after and you know, part of the story. Um, but they don't go I mean, we saw four matches at the Rumble. Triple H has generally been booking six matches on a pay per view. Yes. So yeah, maximum 12 matches, you would say. Um, Mainly it gets longer, I think, because it's actually longer as a whole as a pay-per-view. So I think that would probably be squeezed to, to maybe six, to maybe eight, seven, seven or eight a night. So you're looking at 16, potentially, but not including the kickoff shows as well. So you've got a lot you of might get some random matches. Though. Remember when they did that Battle Royal? And yeah. out of nowhere, for no reason, Tatonka was just in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, where did he appear from? Like, there was no mention of him at any point. And then it's like, oh, look, there's Tatonka. Yeah. And you only noticed it when you got chucked out. <laughs> like... yeah. It's interesting. I know we haven't got to the men's rumble yet, but um, in the yeah. women's, all the men, there weren't any like legends in there, you know, no. any old, old timers, as you say, no. not particularly old, but you know what I mean. Uh, not on the active roster, perhaps retired from in ring competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that seems to be a bit of a change of direction as well because we normally get one or two, don't we? You, yeah, you book normally get the Ivories or the people like the Molly Hollies and, and the people like that normally show up. In, yeah, in, yeah. In See, this is an interesting point because I had this conversation earlier and I says, I'm sort of disappointed that you don't get those surprises. And then I thought, well, who is there? Who would be a surprise? The only two people I came up with was X-Park and Cardona. Yeah. After yeah. that... Who would be a surprise? Like, who actually is there who you'd go, oh, wow, that, that's cool. Yeah, there is that. There is that to it on the men's side. There wasn't but really Also as well, because of the state of playing in wrestling across the board at the minute, there's so many more opportunities for people. So people are under contract to AEW, TNA, New Japan, mm-hmm. MLW. So uh, I know there's like working relationships now. Uh, but yeah, they weren't going to bring out too many TNA stars. No, uh, they've got such a good roster themselves. I did like the NXT, yeah, course, if you like, in the in in the men's rumble. But uh, yeah. I take it we we get into discuss that now, mate. Ah, good, good, men's good segue, rumble. Dave. Well done. Yeah. You're getting better at this. You're only doing it a year. Well done. Uh, <laughs> so we had a segue here into the men's Royal Rumble. Um, as you wrapped it, there was returns in this. There was a big NXT. Um, one of the, the returns in it, Dave, I really wanted to get your quick uh, note on, was uh, Andalade from AEW yeah. returning back to WWE after leaving. And it, this goes back to Matt's Matt's point again, which was such a good point about the depth. I mean, he's there now. You've got, like, the Authors of Pain. You've got Karrion Cross, You've got Lashley and the Street Profits. I mean, like, the Street Profits and the Authors of Pain weren't even in the Royal Rumble. No. They weren't even... Nor was Chad Gable. Nor was Otis. Where does Andrade fit in in all of this? Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they would have kept his call up or kept him off until the Raw after Mania. Mm. Um, I know that's a little while from now, but I just with all the stories going on at the minute and the LWO stuff as well, it, it was just difficult to see where he fit. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool moment, like like any any surprise in the Rumble 
you know, uh, he, he looked great. You know, he got booked well in there as well. He wasn't just quickly eliminated and thrown out. So the signs are good. I think Triple H is a big fan of him. Um, but yeah, where does he fit? Does he go to Raw? Does he go to SmackDown? Um, you know, we, we've seen some of the caliber matches that he has. We saw that in a, in his run in AEW. Um, but as Matt alluded to earlier, you know, we, we need stories. And there's so many stories going on or, you know, to lead to matches that have been set up over the past few months for Mania. Um, it's hard to see where somebody fresh into, back into the company fits in with those plans. Could he, Matt, end up on NXT again? That's where I'd put him. Yeah. Because at the moment, he's just going to get diluted, isn't he? So yeah. that, oh, wow, that was cool. We'll wear off by tomorrow. And it, there's, he's going to get swallowed up by stories that are much bigger than his star power. Mm. And then just dilute every bit of stock that he's got until he once again is bottom of the card. Yeah. So if, if I was him, I'd be saying, put me on NXT because at least he's got stock there where he'd actually have purpose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So if you've got, go, I, don't, I haven't watched too much of NXT. I know it's a, it's a really good show at the minute. Mm. But if you've got guys like Bron Breaker and Carmelo Hayes going to the main roster, then maybe that frees up that space at the top of the card at NXT where Andrade could have a sustained you know title run there and, and build his stock back up and have some great matches at the same time yeah i've introduced trick williams a little bit he was on smackdown this week it was, i don't know if that's because you know he's still carmelo hayes is still technically on nxt at the minute so i think the mid the mid to pushing towards the end of the storyline of who attract trick williams which i'm assuming eventually will end up being carmelo uh hayes and interestingly again we go back to this whole Depth and where do they fit in? Numbers one and two in the Men's Royal Rumble map were the Usos and mm. Jimmy and Jay. We're expecting them to collide at Mania at some point. And there's even some people in saying it should main event night one. About a month or so ago, when you could see the direction it was all going, or maybe even two months when you thought, right, you've got you've got the Usos, you're going to have Cody and Roman, the Punk and Rollins, and it's also such a shape. And then you think, how are they going to put all this off for six months without any of them like colliding or clashing or coming, you know, like having interaction? But they've managed it. Yeah, it, it's managed to happen, which means we're going to get good build. We're going to get deep build. And I mean, that's a match that sells itself, isn't it? You don't need any more to it. It's a match they both want. Um, it's a match they both openly put out in interviews saying that they want that. Match and I think they've probably been planning this match for many. There was probably like teenagers in in the back garden planning this match at yeah. some point. So yeah. this is going to be like I wouldn't be. But it's not going to main event night one. It, no. That's going to be it's going to be the two belts, mm -hmm. but it's going to be a main event caliber match, and it's going to be one of those that potentially we. I'm going to go risky here that we put in the Taker Michaels bracket. Mm -hmm. Definitely so. Uh, Dave, do we rule out the father of the Usos being a referee or some kind of involvement in that match? Yeah, not sure referee. I don't know how mobile he is these days, big quiche. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but um, he could be certainly a bit ringside or, or some kind of guest enforcer. Um, it, it's interesting as well if Solo fits into the picture, but as we discussed earlier, we expect Solo to play some role in the, the main event at Mania, so... Perhaps they just keep it at one on one. You know, who's so such a great tag team? They've got so much to work with, so much history. Uh, obviously from birth. So there's a they've already told a fantastic story, but they can lead it to a really, a really great match. A lot of good, you know, 
promos and, and, and you know interactions on the mic in the run up to WrestleMania. Uh, I think that's a match that has to be on the card. I think I think particularly Jay Uso. Um, I'm not to say that Jimmy doesn't deserve it, but I think Jay is so so popular, gets such a huge reaction from the crowd. Um, that Matt, you're going to love it. You you know when 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 he comes out, the crowd goes absolutely ballistic. Um, so I think Jay really really deserves. Um, that marquee match at WrestleMania. Um, so, yeah, you would suggest that that's going to take a spot on the card. Matt, you have to do all this when Jay comes out. I need to see. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> it, it's so good because when I was watching it and it comes up 70 days till WrestleMania, yeah. it feels so different when you're going. Yeah. You think that countdown's for me. Yeah, like... it is. Yeah, it absolutely. I mean, Dave, me, we've been there. We know this. This is, you know, screenshotting it, send it to each other. Look, how we go. It's yeah. like the countdown for Christmas, doesn't it? It yeah. certainly is. You just get your own advent calendar. 60, <laughs> like, you know, every door opens like, I don't know, a wrestler or some kind of. Like that. Dave, what an idea. We should look at that. Marketing. Marketing. What a marketing. WWE, Schiller, if you're watching this, you might have switched off after my in initial uh, rant, but. um. Yeah, road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania, I think calendars. Yeah, yeah that sounds like an absolute steal. I'm surprised they haven't thought about that already. Come to think of it, but um, another man we need to talk about in in the in the men's Royal Rumble. The, the match itself was a bit blah, a bit blah. But um, Braun Breaker. Now you're right, Dave. Earlier on, um, he was taking the place of Brock Lesnar, um, and apparently everything was set out exactly as Brock Lesnar's would have been. So in which case, Matt Brock Lesnar would have been eliminated by Dominic Mysterio. It, I, I hope that's not true. That is... <laughs> I, hope, I hope that's not what was meant to happen. <laughs> but it was well, apparently so. Apparently everything went as I mean, this is according to a reputable journalist in America, Dave, mm. Dave Meltzer, uh, who said that yeah, Dave Braun Breaker's run, it was very impressive. I mean, the Omos elimination, he Braun Breaker, though, Dave, smells main event and smells money. Uh, but again, yeah. the problem is. Where unless is he the one to dethrone Gunter? Yeah, I suppose it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, I I would suggest he's more one for the future, and perhaps yeah. be he may be involved. He, he might be in a multi man. I mean, we don't. I think from what he said, actually, after the event, he is a part of the main roster now. I don't yeah. know if you saw that, but did, yeah, it, so so it looks like he's done with NXT. Mm. Um. Yeah, again, a, a top star in the making. You know, he's got the the Steiner family as well. You know, a lot of heritage there, and 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 yeah, he's definitely somebody that you could see main event in pay per views before or premium live events before long. Um, in all in all, I thought the the men's rubble was pretty kind of predictable, but but well put together. I I think it. Everything made a lot of sense. There was a lot of interactions that made sense, you know, even from starting up with the Usos and how it finished with Cody and Punk. Um, you know, I, th I think I, I've read a lot of criticism about it. And maybe it was a little bit too safe. Maybe I, th I don't know. I think we set our expect expectations quite high um, and we expect like 20 surprises, but it's not going to happen. And the guys that are there week in, week out, they deserve their spots as well. I mean, you don't want 30 guys in there that you've just got no chance of winning. No, uh, but at the same time, you know, you you've got to utilize the roster, and yeah, I, I think it was always going to be Cody or Punk. I actually thought Punk was going to win, so, so it, it kind of surprised me in terms of Cody won back to back. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not too down on it to be honest. I thought it was a pretty pretty decent match, pretty good, good watch. We have to. I thought they hit it well. Yeah. They hit Rhodes win well. Like if you'd have gone back a year ago, you go All right, Rhodes wins a rumble again. But then going into it, everyone thought Gunther was going to go win it. Yeah, yeah, and. That was just because the promo beforehand, and then it's, it's not Gunther, it's going to be Punk. And Rhodes was actually the third name on the list, and they hidden that win so well. Yeah. Again, great story telling. Indeed, uh, we have to mention uh, Pat McAfee. <laughs> Do you yeah, it was a, a moment of levity. I mean, I, I did it. I, I don't like wasted spots in no. the room, so I did think. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know. It, it, it was walk. I'll give them one. I would rather it. No, I'd rather it be somebody that's there week in week out or a surprise. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, McAfee. I, I think he did a fair enough, a decent job on commentary. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and to have him in that role, you know, from time to time, I, I don't see the problem with that. He's a big star in America as well, and he so he's going to bring guys to the product. Um, but in terms of being in the Rumble, I wasn't, I wasn't crazy about that. I was just glad that Cole didn't enter. It crapped all over everything they did. They just yeah, did yeah. the whole SmackDown thing where everyone came in picking numbers, and apparently he didn't know he was in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it just yeah, crapped yeah. over the whole of SmackDown. Like, what did they do? Do the roller thing, leave one ball in there, and go right. We'll just give that to him. Like, and we're yeah. not going to tell him about it. Like, <laughs> for all the things we said, oh, great storytelling. They absolutely just ruined the whole night's worth of show. Yeah, well, that's Indeed. that's a fair point, Matt. To be fair, yeah, that is a fair point. I I, I wasn't a fan of it. I found it I found it hot, a little bit amusing, but because uh, he was in there with Gunter and Omos, and he quickly decided now. Nah, I'm uh, I'm going to go back to the commentary desk. Um, yeah, but you are right. It was a wasted spot, which could have gone to like a Cardona or or even a member like a, a Chad Gable. Chad Gable yeah, 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 someone that maybe deserves it. Uh, we start to get to the end of the rumble. Um, now we're going to one of the last few people in there, uh, Dave, quickly before we move on to the finish. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Now, someone that we know is not signed a new contract as of the well, us going on ahead this evening, anyway. Um, Potentially someone who will show up on Dynamite pretty soon after the maybe WrestleMania, perhaps. And do you think that's why, Dave, they've not they're not put him in that picture? I'm not sure. So I thought he'd he'd kind of got a renewed, you know, his performances lately have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. If that's because he's on the way out and he's proven that they're making a mistake or that he's worth more or that he should be in a better position. Um. Or, or whether he's on his way out and looking at, you know, looking to the future, if you like. I'm not sure. I, I've heard mixed, mixed things about Drew and whether he's staying or whether he's going. Um, it'd be a huge sign for whoever he, you know, goes to. Same as Seamus, to be honest. I'm not yeah. sure what the current situation is with Seamus. Um, but again, if he does stay, where does he, where does he fit into the, this big puzzle that we've been talking about for the last half an hour? Exactly. Uh, Seamus is injured, so he will have time added to his contract. So I don't know when that's due, but they'll add time. Uh, Matt, let's talk about the end. It come down to Cody and Punk. <laughs> Cody eliminated Gunter exactly the same way as he eliminated him last year, which was great. Uh, then Cody and Punk had a little, I suppose, 10 minute to do uh, in the ring. And as soon as Punk uttered those words, he's not come back to lose to Dusty's kid. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Cody wins uh, and obviously ultimately will go on and we know where that story's going. Um, does he finish the story at WrestleMania or does they does Roman break Hulk Hogan's record? First of all, 
I love the fact that they had extra, like, proper time mm-hmm. uh, in the finish because traditionally they get down to the last two, oh, out you go, thanks for coming. It's too quick. This felt like a, a match at the end of the match. Yeah. Which, with the build that they had between the two of them, I thought it was absolutely spot on that they had time to get that altercation. And, you know, with the promo they had on a Raw, what would be like the next day and all that, they, they had to have that sort of face-off where it went through, which was brilliant. Uh, ultimately, yeah, I do think Cody, if Cody doesn't, you, you've killed him. If, if he doesn't win the belt again, like, no one's going to buy into it a, a third time. No. You know? So he has to. He has to do it. Um, I, I think we've nailed it earlier on where I think The Rock's going to be involved in that match. Because um, I think the second we saw Cody pointing at Roman, we're like, right, that's Rock not involved here. Um, I also saw a rumor that Rock's potentially going at forty because it's the first one on Netflix, isn't it? Forty-one. Yeah. So there's also that rumor potentially there for a year build, which we know we did with, with Cena. Yeah. But ultimately, to answer the question, yeah, I think uh, Cody takes the belt. Uh, I think that's how WrestleMania ends, and then it Roman moves to a build that will be a lot slower because obviously he's part time, and yeah. I, I think it'll suit them perfectly to have a slow build over the full year. Indeed, it could well do. Dave, what did you, two things, did you notice the nod to the elite that Cody done at, at the end of uh, the Rumble? And secondly, what did you make of CM Punk's overall performance? Um, I like Cody's little tribute. I think the book's posted out on X as well mm-hmm. um, about it. Uh, it was the too sweet and, and the gun as well, Kenny's yeah. gun, you could yeah. call it. Um, in terms of Punk, I didn't think he looked very good, like physically. I think on the mic, he's been awesome. He tells... You know, the most it's the most captivating promos, and he makes you want to see his matches. Um, but physically, I thought he was very kind of slow and laboured, and and even the way he was bumping. But you've got to give it, cut him a bit of slack. It's only his third match in what five months or something like that. Yeah. Um. So he probably needs more, but I suppose it's that. You know, he's had some injuries as well, hasn't he, in the last few years? So it's it's weighing up the best way of utilising him. Um. I really, I really enjoyed as Matt said that little exchange, the match at the end. You know, it was yeah. like a one-on-one match. It was a bit of a, bit of a preview as well because I'm sure we're going to see Punk against Cody down the line, down the line uh, one-on-one for the title, which I do think Cody will will win at the WrestleMania. The only doubt I have, see, I've I've spoke all year that it was a mistake that that Cody should have won the belt, but Cody to me this year does feel like a bigger star than he was last year. They've done a fantastic job. I mean, he's the cover star on the um, on the new game. Yeah. I think he was on Jimmy Fallon in America the other day. So he is by all you know, by all accounts the face of the company, more so than he was last year. So even though he lost that match, he's 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 somehow elevated himself. So is there an argument that you do something similar? I don't think so. I think now's the time to pull the trigger uh, and put the title on him and finish the story. I'm sick of hearing that term as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was... it's time to do that. And and with Roman, yeah, yeah, he's been a part-time champion. And I think yeah. you can do that for so long. He's an attraction. But it does get to a point where you want to be seeing more of your champion week in, week out. Um, I, I think everything just comes together uh, and it's the time to do it. And and the fact that you've got The Rock there to negate any Solo Sokoa involvement and set up that that head-of-the-table match um, for perhaps, as you say, Matt, next year's WrestleMania, or even SummerSlam later on this year. Um, I think I think those pieces are in place, and I think that's the way they should go. 
Yeah, maybe so. Um, let's do rate Rumble ratings. Uh, Matt, out of 10, what do you give the Royal Rumble and why? Oh, we'll go. I think it's a solid seven, isn't it? It, it? it didn't do anything flashy. It didn't do anything amazing, predictable at times. But it's the Royal Rumble, isn't it? That That's what you get. You know, um, you said earlier about you don't get 20 surprises and things. The Royal Rumble is all about short 10 second moments. Yeah. Guy comes in the ring, 10 seconds, it all fizzles out, and we wait for the next 10 second spot. And it was just what it is. It, it it was just a traditional Royal Rumble. It it wasn't amazing. It wasn't bad. It was just a show we all love once a year. Yeah. Indeed, Dave. Over to you. Uh, Seven point five for me. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was solid. That was that's the words I'd use. Solid, as Matt said, didn't pull up any trees. Um, I was wasn't coming away from it thinking that's the best premium live event I've ever watched or the best Royal Rumble I've ever watched. But I certainly wasn't kind of disappointed or or thought that was a waste of. You know, the best part of four hours, I thought, you know, it, it was pretty good. Sets up what, you know, started to now to really set up what's going to be a massive WrestleMania. It always was going to be the 40th WrestleMania um, and some of the matches that we were suspecting and obviously knowing who the champions are. Well, we got long-term champions as well. Say the Gunther one's a fascinating one and, and what you do with him and what match he's in, who he's against. You know, whether it's a multi-man, whether it's a one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's Brock Lesnar, you know. There's so many questions to be answered, but I thought the Royal Rumble was a great kind of first step on that road to WrestleMania. Well, you left it to me to finish. Uh, for me, it was a, I'm sorry, but I'm only going to give it a four. Four? I'll tell you why. I am sick to death of finishing in story. I am sick to death of predictable finishes. I am sick to death of Solo Sokoa getting involved in Roman's matches. Yeah, and happy Matt. Uh, no, I'm not happy. But <laughs> no, no. Nor was you. Nor was you, Dave, uh, uh, during the the AEW thing. So I give, and, and that's the reasons why. I, I the women, if the women's Royal Rumble match isn't on there, I don't even think I'd grade it. Yeah, this with you. The, the four is because of the women's match. Yeah, I I love that, and I love everything about it. But we are on the road to WrestleMania, so hopefully we've got you know we've got the Elimination Chamber coming up, where we assume Punk's probably going to be in that chamber because he's going to have to get a shot somehow and Roman's going to be sorted out so that match is you know that match will obviously be there so we're assuming that the men's elimination chamber will be for whoever takes on Seth so well, assuming think... then Matt Matt uh, Punk's going to have to win it. it you don't want predictability but I think that's probably one of the most predictable things <laughs> we can put in there because they're not going to not put those two together and it's the main event match and it's the main event match everyone wants to see as well. So yeah, one way or another, but that's the most logical solution, isn't it? Yeah. Dave, when does the cash-in happen? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think the cash-in happens this side of WrestleMania, to be totally honest. Does it determine, <laughs> sorry, does it, don't interrupt, Dave, does it hinge on whether Seth can go at WrestleMania or not? Yeah, and that's the thing with Punk. I mean, I think it was a smart decision for him to not win the Rumble because he's kind of left the company, been out for 10 years, come back, and to just win that match and then, you know, be in the main event of WrestleMania. I don't know. I think he needs to go through a bit of hardship and that elimination chamber allows them the opportunity to do that. Um, the only uncertainty, as you say, is Seth's injury. Mm. Um, so it might be that the elimination chamber is actually for the title if if it's confirmed that Seth won't be able to defend it. 
we'll wait and see on that. In terms of the cashing, I think it would be a very, you know, imagine Cody over fin finishing the story, <laughs> winning the title <laughs> of WrestleMania, and Damian Priest leaves WrestleMania. I, I can't see that. It'd be like, it'd be amazing in some respects, but maybe they save that for the Raw the night after. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if um, if they just hold on to it. Because when did he win it? Or what month was it? May in the Bank. I went to May in the Bank. Uh, August. May. Oh, May. Oh. When was May in the Bank? Jesus, my son. I gave it to him for my son. Oh, July, wasn't it? I thought he was later on in the summer. So I yeah. think he's still got quite a while yet. Because he's got a year, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he's got until the next Money in the Bank. So... Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's got some time yet to cash in. I just, I just think it would convolute things too much, and it's, it's kind of a, you don't want to see him cash it in and just lose. And you think he's carried this briefcase around for so long, and then just what was the point? Um, but with everything else that's going on and the title picture, the people they've got coming back, perhaps in terms of Lesnar's, Yusina's, people like that, I don't want Damian Priest to be lost in the shuffle. He's too good a performer, um, and they obviously think a lot of him to put that that briefcase on him. So. Mm. I don't think the times for a cash in, you know, in the lead up to WrestleMania. Just before we got, just before we wrap up, I've got two words for you, Matt, and I want to know your. This is away from wrestling, and I want to know your thoughts on this, Luke Littler. Ah, I thought they were going to be the two. <laughs> I'm glad they weren't the other two, which DX used to use. Um, so uh, unbelievable, isn't he? Unbelievable talent. Um, a potential to be the greatest player ever. Yeah, do you Excellent. think? Um, because I mean, obviously, he's in a lot. Of, I mean, again, we are sidetracking here a little bit, but I'm I'm keen because I'm a big darts fan, as you know. Um, watched the the Dutch darts open yesterday. Saw the Bahrain one. Um, and I remember talking to Paul Nicholson a little bit after we spoke to you the first time, and and he was saying about how the schedule was so grueling that he never that when he saw Dobie a uh, little while after the Premier League, he looked absolutely shattered and out of it. Is there a risk? That he could burn out too soon. Not him. No. Okay. No. He's different. He's completely different. The first one of the first times I ever met him, um, he came down to the Super Series. He's playing six days of darts. First thing he said, uh, Matt, is there anywhere I can practice? Why do you want to practice? You're playing six day tournament here. Like just have a day off, you know, just travel on the Sunday. You don't need to play. But he did, he went out playing. Then he plays Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then he's in the local open on Wednesday night. And it's like you've just played three days, you've got another three days to go. You're playing for what six and a quarter in, in terms of prize money here. And it's like stop going and play. But he, he just he would play darts if there was an open on at the end of the street for a tenner. Um, so I don't worry about him in that sense at all. And with the money now that's in the game, it, we don't need... Uh, players are worried about it because in the past you needed to be a player that would play into your 50s or your late 40s to, to make sure you weren't what you need to do. The money that's in the game and what he's getting already, he, he could have a footballer's-type career where when we're coming into the 30s, you go, OK, that, that's time to, to call it a day if he's sensible with his money and his investments and everything that's coming his way because he's going to be a millionaire in probably this next year. So, so financially, it's it's not going to be a problem for him. So he doesn't need a 30, 40 year career. He needs a 10 year career or a 15 year career. So I, I think he'll more than have that. Uh, I, I was around when Van Gerwen came through, Adrian Lewis, Stephen Bunting. Uh, I've seen everybody, uh, Bristow, Taylor, 
you know, I've been around for everybody, uh, maybe not so much Bristow's prime, but I've sort of seen prime everybody. And this lad is the best I've ever seen. He's different gravy. And that's not just because what we're seeing now. I was saying this back in March and I've been pushing this ever since. I'm sure you posted about it. I did. I I think I first posted about him in February. We should have put Dave. We needed to put money on this. Stuff. <laughs> we should have put money on this stuff. And the guy, is, the guy is absolutely sensational. And he's a wrestling fan. I see a picture of him doing a John Cena pose. Um, WWE has invited him to the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, he's going down. He's yeah. going down to the WWE show. So Luke, you know, if you've got twenty minutes in your schedule and you want to come and talk some wrestling, you know where we are. Uh, you, you won't because you're going to be too busy playing darts. But the offer's there, Luke. Anyway, I think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Matt, it's been wonderful having you back on uh, for the third time, and you, you'll be on again for sure. Um, thank you for taking up some time while you're in Romania. How are you getting on, by the way? In, in- uh, we're all done now, so we're coming back tomorrow, which, which is good because I'm in the most bonkers hotel room you could ever imagine. Uh, you, right, I'm going to turn. I'm going to show you this. This is okay. brilliant. So I'm just going to turn the camera slightly. So. This is our hotel room. Look, there's a shower, like, literally in the room. <laughs> and it's got a glass door and everything on it. So it's like, and the, that's the bathroom over there. So there's a toilet, literally no bathroom door or anything, or not even a curtain, just a glass door for the shower and for the toilet. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. What commitment, anyway, for you to come talk to us from Romania. We really appreciate that. Uh, Dave, um, we are going to be back, uh, well, tomorrow we're talking to... CJ Carter, the GM of Ignite, because ne- this one, this time next Sunday, we'll unfortunately be coming home from Ignite. We'll be going back there to watch our men's champion, Smashing Mike, go one-on-one with former WWE talent Eddie Dennis, uh, along with lots of other matches on the first Ignite show of the year. There is six tickets left, uh, and then it'll be sold out. They've already got tickets on for April. Following that, we speak to British standout talent Alex Windsor. You may, you may know her as someone that's... Uh, going out with Will Ospreay. Uh, so we're looking forward to speaking to her very much. So uh, Welsh standout Dale Johnson will be coming on. On the 21st of February, we speak to the artist formerly known as Heath Slater. But Wednesday, Dave, <clears throat> we've got a very special one. So we can finally announce today that we have been selected by TNA to be uh, some UK media press. Uh, and on Wednesday, we get to interview the Knockouts Tag Team Champions, Rosemary and Havoc, the decay who recently won the tag team championships at TNA hard to kill. So we're very much looking forward to that. And again, big thanks to TNA uh, for giving us the opportunity to speak to your, uh, your roster. Hopefully it's the start of many. We're very, very humbled and grateful that we have the opportunity. So again, a big thanks to that. He has been Matthew Edgar. That over there has been the problem child, Dave Robinson. I've been your host, Adam cousins. And until next time, everybody buckle down and stay safe.